Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Intergenerational trauma and healing. Hi everyone, it's Diane here, and we're going to talk about a really intense and very sensitive subject from a different kind of view. We're not going to go over all the trauma signs and how you know and the therapeutic things like that because there's so much information like that out there. And though I'm an expert in it and understand it, I want to talk about something a bit different today. I want to talk about the impact and the value in healing on the family system. Because often we talk about, you know, go get the therapist and do your healing from your own trauma because it's intergenerational. And it is. There's all kinds of research that shows that the energy, the behaviors, and the patterns of any kind of trauma, which is a disruption, get passed down through the generations. You know, a kind of cute example, if you will, of a form of trauma is an at a at a holiday dinner, a mother is putting a ham in the oven and always cuts off the end of the leg to get it in the oven. And the granddaughter asks, Grandma, why are you doing that? And the grandmother looked at her and said, Because when I was your age, our ovens were so small that the ham would not fit. That's a form of pattern based on a trauma because that person's younger life, there was poverty, there was a sense of not enough. And a lot of us have had family members that have lived through the depression and other major events in society, much less events in families like fires, sexual trauma, tornadoes, hurricanes, where people have lost everything and then had to rebuild their life. Those are traumas. So everyone has them in their life. And we all have to, if we're going to be healthy and happy and uh, work on them somehow and, and move the energy, the feeling, the stuckness that comes with the trauma through. Now think about it. When you get startled or something happens to you, you go, <gasps> and you hold your breath. In that moment of, <gasps> holding your breath, you are traumatizing the system, which is why when I'm speaking in public or doing a group, I can tell if people are holding their breath, how many people's physiology are moderating pain, conscious or unconscious, known or unknown to them. There's a level of pain of any of the eight kinds of pain that their body is moderating or they would not be holding their breath, sitting right? Like that's not normal. So what is it? It's that disconnection. So I want to talk today about the payoff to a family system when one person makes the decision to free themselves of the stuckness, of the trauma, of the pain, of whatever. Because, you know, we can't change history. We can't change that whatever it was happened. But what we can change is how we are responding to it from now on. 
we can change the amount of power it has in our life. You know, when you've healed something, whether it's grief or trauma or pain or any of those words you want to use, because you can have a remembrance of whatever the event is, and it doesn't completely derail your current life. And a lot of times people will remember an old relationship or something that happened or whatever, and they start crying or it gets it really derails their current state of affairs or st- current state of how they're feeling. Well, that lets me know there's still at least a tendril of that old trauma energy running the show in them. So a lot of people try to heal in their head only intellectually. I know this is what happened. I've done forgiveness work. I should be done. But that's not all there is. There is emotional work to be done, freeing the energy because an emotion is the energy source that tells you you're alive. So there's freeing that energy from when you went and held it all in. Or if you were little and you experienced something and you said, I'm not going to remember this. Well, the truth is you can mentally keep it out of your mind. But the body bears the burden. The body reminds you. Oftentimes, it has to get to a point of a physical sickness that keeps bothering you, right? That reminds you that maybe it, that physical sickness is a stuck, stuck, old, nasty emotion. Maybe, not always, but maybe. So let's look at it. What happens to the family system when one person says, you know, I'm here for a, b- a bigger purpose. I don't want to be a slave to whatever this this old trauma, whatever thing is, and I want to be free. Well, the first thing that usually happens is that person feels worse before they feel better. Well, why would that be? Well, because when we finally take our hands down and we finally relax and we finally stop trying to manage all of the things and we surrender on that level and we let go and say, I'm just going to look at the mess and see what I can do. We start to feel it more. It's not that the event itself or the issue itself got bigger. It's just that you're feeling it more. And that's where the beauty of it all starts. It starts in that intense feeling where it's like, wow, I have been moderating holding on to, medicating, distracting, running away from, ignoring, denying this pool of mess that's been living within me and it's time to evict it as a squatter on my land, let it go, release it. That usually is when we feel worse in in some sense. So when people start working with me or, or even when I've started to do my own work on different levels, we often feel a little worse first. It reminds me of when I went to Machu Picchu and we were hiking and there was this really cool trail and you had to sign when you left the main area to go on this trail so that if you didn't sign when you came back, they'd come looking for you, right? Well, I could, all I could see was this beautiful mountain and I wanted to see that look from there. And I was all over it. I'm like, let's go. And so my friend who was with me was a little bit less adventuresome, but was like humoring me. Okay, let's, I'll go with you. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go on that hike and see what we find. Well, what we didn't see after we signed the book and we started walking was that the path goes down and went into a valley and then up. So the climb up was higher and longer than we thought, than we could see. And that down part wasn't expected. 
And so I often think that's what healing intergenerational trauma can be like, is we don't expect that at first we're going to feel maybe a little bit more off or more anxious or more depressed or cry a little more. We're not going to feel right for a little longer. And that's because we're finally becoming aware. It's not because it's something new or you added to it. It's an awareness. It's an inner honesty that comes when we say, I'm going to heal this. I'm going to rectify this situation. So then what happens is you, if you're the person who's decided to do the healing, begins to um, work on things, rectify things, heal things, get acupuncture, go get a massage, do sound healing, do EMDR, all the different healing modalities that resonate with you to free whatever the energy is. And there's lots of information on that. If you want specifics about things you can do and how come and why and what works best for what, then catch my email in the show notes and send me an email or set up a discovery call with me and and we will talk about it on that get to know you call because there's so many facets and that's what I don't want to focus on that right now, but there are lots of options. There's not just one way and 80% of your relief is nonverbal. So just talking and thinking isn't going to do it. Not totally. It'll help. It won't do it. So then what happens is the family, the people in the family system, however, whoever the players are, begin to respond to you differently as you change. Now, sometimes it's really exciting and wonderful and everybody loves it, but sometimes it's not. And the reason why sometimes a family or some person in the family or part of the system doesn't welcome your awareness and change and discussion of what's going on is because the family system was humming right along in what I call familiar pain. Everybody knew the rules. This is the way we did it. This is your role. This is my role. This is what we're doing. And you, how dare you, decided you were going to elevate your consciousness, heal the pain. And now the family system is all a little wonky, right? And so people sometimes don't like that because it comes out of their comfort zone. I've worked with people with um, a lot of substance abuse over the years and other kinds of issues. And, and I would always warn them and I would talk to the family members about it. Like you're used to decades of this person, the identified person being a certain way. Well, now they're different. Now they're making changes. Their boundaries are different. Their communication is different. They don't hang out in the triangulation maybe anymore, or they speak up when maybe before they didn't, or they have more patience when maybe before they didn't. And so when one person in the family makes a significant change, the entire system is affected. It's like a mobile. Everybody is affected and not everybody is excited about it. And certainly not everybody is excited about it at first. Because it means they have to look at themselves and their role in the previous system, or they have to reorient how now they're going to respond. So not everybody is excited for you and your healing and your freedom as you are. Now, eventually, the goal is that they will all come around. And in my experience, with the thousands of family systems I've worked with intimately, That when the one person starts making the change, it might get a little rough at first, but then eventually there's at least one or two or three other people in the system that go, huh, something's going on here. Something that is attracted to them and they begin to ask questions. 
they begin to want to know, what are you doing? What's going on? How come you're different? And it's in that moment that the door is open for the discussion of what you are doing different. And pretty soon the family then is invited into a higher level of freedom because of healing. But one person has to start it and it's not always easy. And so the family system can, in fact, totally heal. I've had lots of people I've worked with where one person gets in some kind of help or therapy or rehab center that I was running or something. And then the wife or the husband or the parent, if it was a child, you know, an adult who was the person's kid would be going, well, wait a second. I want some of that. Wait a second. I want to be free. I don't want to do my old way. I want help too. I didn't know that it was a thing sometimes people don't know what they don't know, or they don't know they can get relief. They've lived like this their whole life. How do they know that there's something better or different? So sometimes it's just that awareness. I've had many families where, where one person came to me for help. I'm working with the family system while that person's in a treatment center with me. And then pretty soon, lots of people are engaging in different forms of personal development and growth to free themselves and shed all the old heavy, outdated, often toxic family system patterns, beliefs, and behaviors. So there's always hope in the family system, and I hold out that hope. I've Several times I've been called in to help teenagers in high school, usually, and the, what ends up happening is the parents end up working on themselves while I'm helping the teenager. And then pretty soon the parents elevating who they are and shedding old behaviors sometimes upsets the teenager because they were used to having their way. But then in the end, everybody really appreciates the fact that everybody dove in and helped. Everybody made changes. So any kind of situation that's happening in your family or any system is a systemic situation. It's never just one person that needs the help or the change, ever. Everyone is part of this mobile, if you think about it that way. Everybody is connected, and everybody has a role, and everybody has a responsibility. And sadly, in a litigious, blaming society that we live in, often people don't want to look at that. They don't want to look at their role and how they kept the situation going, how they maybe um, kept the lack of communication and the dissonance and the, the difficulty in the family going, or how they kept the feud with the neighbors going over the generations because they refused to look at it. So it, it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of faith and courage. It takes a lot of effort to say, you know, I'm going to take whatever was going on in this system and I'm going to make a difference and I'm going to heal it so we all can be free. So I want to tell you a little story. There was somebody I know personally and professionally that decided that they were going to free themselves of the family history. And there was a lot of substance abuse. There was different kinds of traumas. There was discord over money. There was all kinds of things in this family. And one person that I worked with started making changes and saying, no, I don't want to live like this anymore. Well, and then he started getting healthier and healthier physically, started having the energy to work out, started feeling better about himself, started getting promotions at work because he was freeing himself of like the heavy 
uh, like difficult energy, the sludge, like running through jello, right? And as he started doing that, his sister at first got really mad at him because he started talking about things and asking her questions. And his sister didn't like that. And then eventually she started seeing that something was changing. And then she started looking at how she was experiencing the same family history. And then pretty soon, one of the cousins started asking questions because they all noticed and they all kind of grew up in the same same area. I think they were in the same neighborhood. And things started happening and the ripple effect happened. And then pretty soon, the entire family system was elevated. Pretty soon, meaning a few years of work by everybody. It's not easy work. It takes guts. It takes a lot of focus and it takes a lot of determination and a lot of love and patience for yourself and others. Compassion is another big piece of this. So as the years go by and the family gets more and more free, it all started with that one person who said, you know, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to free us of the family trance. And it's not easy. I'm not talking about something that's a weekend project or we're going to have it done by lunch. I'm talking about the decision to elevate our family system, your family system, into a place where everyone is happier and healthier and has better relationships with healthier boundaries than they even knew was possible. Because some people don't even know it's possible. Even in my own family, there's people who um, are related to me who still kind of don't see some of the things that are possible. Not because they're right or wrong. It's not about that. It's about being aware that if we don't know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So sometimes that one person goes and gets the education or goes to the seminar, sees the therapist or works with a mentor or begins to get new information to bring into the system. And so the last thing I want to say about all of this is that your relief, your healing, your rectifying of whatever the situations are. And the way it impacts the family, which always turns out for the better, even if it looks wonky at first, is not linear. It's not just a straight uphill line. It's not healthy to say, well, I've been doing work on myself for 90 days now. I should be better. Well, first of all, there's no finish line. Second of all, that's not how it rolls. It goes in spirals. So you might do a lot of work on your relationship with your mom, say, or your dad or whatever it was. And then years later, it comes back around and you're like, I thought I did that already. Well, you did part of it, but there's always more because remember, it goes into your cells and your muscles and your DNA. So we heal on a spiral. We work through our life on a spiral. It's circular. Now, the good news is every time you or anyone else in your family system elevates and heals and sheds the old, everyone in the system receives benefit. Everyone receives benefit. So if you and other people in the system are all also working on things known or unknown to each other, the system receives the benefit. Your healing goes out in concentric circles and touches everyone related to you and your close friends, people you're in contact with, all family, whether they're DNA family or not. And so Everything we do affects everybody. Every time we make even a little awareness, a little insight, everyone's affected, even without a word being spoken, because your energy, your presence has changed. 
So the beauty of it all is if we do like 1% a day, we just just a little bit every day to wake up or be a little bit more attentive or a little bit more present or free ourselves of one little tendril of old belief that no longer works. Just a little bit every day and everybody wins, whether they're participating or not. They can't help but win. When you elevate your energy, just like a mobile, everybody's affected. Everybody moves. So there's hope for your system, for all of the family systems. There's hope for all of us. When we make a decision, when at least one person in the system makes a decision that there's something greater, there's something better, we don't have to be slaves to our history. We don't have to be slaves to the old trauma, the old poverty, the old angst, the old grief, the old torment. We don't have to be slaves to it. There is a way to bring hope and lightness and healing. It's not easy work, but it's well worth it. I've been on this healing journey myself for very many decades, and all kinds of things come up in different ways. I wrote a list the other day of everything I've done to help work through the family history and systems, some of which I didn't even know anything about. And it's like 40 or 50 different modalities and different things that I've worked with in order to free the nonverbal and the verbal energy. 80% is nonverbal, so you're not going to be able just to talk your way through this. There's much more going on. So hope this has given you hope for your family system, that if you're the one working on yourself, everything you do affects everyone else. If you're the person resisting that family change and holding on, and I want to stay back the way it used to be, you may want to look at what your payoff is. What's the payoff? There's always payoff in holding on. There's always payoff in moving forward. What's the secondary gain? And realize this universe is moving forward. It's expanding in unity. It's expanding in diversity. And it's expanding in complexity. So let's get with the flow. Let's get with the universe. And allow ourselves to free ourselves of a history that is no longer serving us, no matter what the content is. I hope you can apply this to your life and your family. Again, I am here if there's ever a question or something I can serve you with. And until the next episode, if someone gets me, remember that you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. And go out there, free yourself from your own historical bondage and allow yourself to be free. You're going to be glad you did. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.